KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. 2022 was an unusual year for consumers amidst rising inflation and, of course, still working our way out of a pandemic. But some brands managed to rise above others in this tumultuous climate. Morning Consult is a business intelligence company that analyzes consumer data to help companies make decisions. Younger consumers tend to define the trends and then they trickle upwards towards older consumers. Their annual report of the fastest growing brands can say a lot about what consumers are looking for and the economy overall. It's an interesting look at how certain companies are marketing their products and it might surprise you which ones are the most successful. Seen a private label, cream cheese rise to the top. Cream cheese is not cheap. Um, it's a fairly pricey uh, dairy product. We spoke with Joanna Piacenza, head of industry intelligence for Morning Consult at the end of the year when their 2022 report came out. People weren't spending. People weren't thinking about spending. If you survived this year as a consumer-facing brand, kudos to you. We asked her to break down the report and give us some of her takeaways from it, the things that surprised her and what it can tell us about future trends in 2023. So we have spoken many times over the last few years about uh, these reports, but specifically fastest growing brands for people that aren't familiar and maybe this is their first introduction. Tell us what this report's all about. Sure. So this is an annual report. Um, we do it every year around this time. It's always a fun report to see which brands have grown to be more top of mind. So within our Morning Consult brand intelligence platform, we have a question on purchasing consideration. Would you consider purchasing a product or service from this, from this brand? So we take that number in January and we see how it's grown um, through October to see which are the fastest growing brands in purchasing consideration of the you know, thousands of brands that we track. And usually we get um, a list that is really emblematic of the year. I'm always a little bit nervous when we get the data set back to see what are the brands that defined the year. But more often times than not, they tell a really interesting story of kind of what the year has been. And about how many, the methodology and such, how many people do you guys talk to, you know, and this, this cuts across the entire country, right? Absolutely. Thousands of people every day. I believe we're just under 1,700 brands that were included in the analysis. Um, and the sample size is no lower than 200 brands or 200 respondents per brand. It typically goes into the thousands of respondents per brand. So we're looking at a margin of error um, from anywhere from one to six. And it's typically closer to that one or two point just because we pull so many people every day. You'd say you talk about how this kind of tells the story of the year or is kind of a maybe a photo snapshot of the year. Uh, is it safe to say inflation? You can tell like if you just got this this data, you would think, wow, there is something up with the economy. Is it that is it that idea? Is it that prevalent? Absolutely. If you're going to take one thing away from this report, from this ranking, it should be just how much consumers we're really struggling this year financially and looking to cut costs. You know, we do this every year. Again, uh, last year, we had a lot of fintechs. We had a lot of cryptos. It was a big year um, for those spaces. In 2020, um, our pandemic year, we had a lot of growth within Zoom and DoorDash, uh, food delivery apps. Um, but this year, average purchasing consideration for the 17, um, 1,700 brands that we track uh, actually dropped. Consumers were not 
looking to purchase the brands that they typically go to, and they weren't really exploring a lot of new brands either. And that led to a decline in average purchasing consideration, again, of all the brands that we're tracking. So let's dig in here and let's start off by talking, you know, all adults, kind of the the overarching one. Uh, number one is Meta. For people who aren't familiar, uh, that's the parent company of Facebook. Kind of dig into their spot at the top of the list here. Sure. Um, Meta was an interesting number one. Uh, I think they had a really successful rebrand from Facebook. I think it was in October 2019, they announced that rebrand. And I think to some extent, people kind of, you know, they made fun of it. It's it, Facebook is a, an it's easy target um, for a lot of consumer sentiments. Um, but I think the fact that they're number one in fastest growing brand shows just how successful that rebrand was. Um, it's a newer brand, right? Uh, so we're seeing uh, its awareness and its purchasing consideration ascend simultaneously. Now that's something that we typically see out of new successful brands in your average fastest growing brands report, right? If there's a new brand on the scene, we see awareness and purchasing consideration go up at the same time. Meta is a really good case study for that. Now, what's interesting about Meta, I think it's really fighting against two different aspects that traditionally would pull a brand down in our metrics. Um, the first one is its connection with Facebook. And Facebook has, um, it doesn't have a very warm public reception. Um, it also has a very public and controversial CEO. And our research has shown that having such a public and controversial figure at the helm of your company doesn't do positive things for favorability for purchasing consideration. So the fact that it's doing so well, despite these two negative elements, I think, again, really speaks to the success of the brand and, and the rebrand. Number two, Crocs, which are everywhere. I mean, everywhere. That does not surprise me at all, just from the eye test of watching people around you, but also makes sense, durable, comfortable, relatively inexpensive, easy to find, kind of going along with what we were talking about with kind of the overarching shadow of inflation. Yeah. I think Croc's real secret sauce here is remaining loyal to its core audience, which first came across Croc's really for its function and its comfort. Um, so you're staying loyal to that audience, but then you're also going after trends, right? So trend different styles, um, trend-driven styles, excuse me, um, in the different accessories, um, in the different partnerships that Crocs is doing. Now, Crocs is also one of those brands that follows a typical path um, that we're seeing across generations it, in some ways. It becomes very popular um, with a younger generation, and then we see it become popular with older generations as well. Now, it's become very, very popular with Gen Z um, recently, uh, and we're seeing that trickle up into millennials, into Gen Xers, into boomers. What makes Crocs different, of course, is that its, it's birth generation, kind of the generation that first embraced it, are the older consumers years and years and years ago. So we're kind of seeing this interesting ascension through the generations years after being popular with older consumers. Give me a couple on the overall list that you just find the most fascinating, and then I'll come back at you and get your take on a couple that I find the most fascinating. You first. 
oh, I love this game. We should play this each time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Beats by Dre, uh, number three on the All Adults, is a really good example of that brand. Um, solidifying some partnerships this year uh, and really getting in with younger consumers. So we see some growth. The reason it's showing up on the All Adults list is because we're seeing growth among younger consumers. Stoke at number four, um, that's a, a cold brew coffee brand. I think this is a really good example of what we were talking about earlier about cost cutting behaviors. A lot of people are you know, turning away from Starbucks maybe uh, to save some money and going towards easier alternatives that, that save them money. And I think kind of preparing coffee at home, something as simple as that uh, is a way to, to cut costs. And you know, it's one of the reasons that we're seeing it pop up there. Um, and I, I have to mention Four Loco on uh, here at number, <laughs> number 20. Um, you know, I think that's a brand that's really recovered uh, from a really negative, negative perceptions and scandals several years ago. Um, and it's coming up as an energy drink, again, more popular among younger consumers. So the two that jumped out at me at number eight, and we talked a little bit about this off the air, and I just want to dig into this. It's great value cream cheese. And we were talking, and when I first was reading this, prepping for this, I thought, well, it's just representative of the great value brand, which makes sense, you know, in a up and down economic times. Now we were talking and you were like, no, it's it's specifically the cream cheese. Great value cream cheese. Is there a why there? Is there anything other than the competitors are much more expensive? So we just saw a lot of people that still wanted to utilize it kind of trend to something a little cheaper? We had a lot of fun with this one. Let's just say our team, when we saw this on the list, I think it's a couple different things. Um, the first we've already mentioned, uh, folks are looking for alternatives to their everyday purchases. So great value um, being a private label that lowers the cost um, for a lot of consumers when they're at the grocery store, right? So that kind of takes care of the great value element. We are seeing a lot of food and beverage products on all of our rankings this year. If you look at the overall list, if you look at the generational lists, you would think that we only track food and bev brands. We don't. They just happen to be really at the top of all of our rankings this year, really naturally because of their lower price points. So think about, you know, naturally um, a bag of chips, uh, a, a tub of cream cheese, that's going to cost a lot less than, than a car and a TV. Other brands that we do track at Morning Console Brand Intelligence, those higher ticket items are kind of naturally falling down in purchasing consideration and not making a ranking. And it's kind of cheaper products are, are, are rising to the top. I think the third thing I'll mention is just kind of the cream cheese element. Cream cheese is not cheap. Um, it's a fairly pricey uh, dairy product. Um, and so kind of seeing, seeing a private label cream cheese rise to the top, I think that makes a little bit more sense than, than maybe an alternative that, that would be a little bit cheaper otherwise. We need to take a break. We will continue our conversation with Joanna Piacenza right after this. This is KYW News Radio In-Depth. And we are back on KYW News Radio In-Depth. Our guest is Joanna Piacenza from Morning Consult, and we are talking about their 2022 Fastest Growing Brands Report. Number 15, Major League Baseball. You said this it's tracked January to, and then again in October. Am I, I'm correct, correct, right? yep. Would it be crazy for me to think that the Philadelphia Phillies run to the World Series had a significant impact on 
that given the timing, given the way that the Phillies really captured the city, but also, I think, national attention, a quick cursory look at the other list, I don't see any other sporting type. Am I crazy for thinking that that, the the, the Phillies run had the Major League Baseball front of mind for a lot of people that had maybe pushed it to the back? I think I'll make some Phillies fans happy by saying you can't entirely dismiss it from one of the reasons why we're seeing it pop up. I think that was a really heartwarming moment, kind of that whole series, the whole um, lead up to those games. I think that there was a lot of national, you know, despite who you were behind, a a lot of national kind of pride um, and happiness kind of over this. That said, one of the bigger reasons uh, that it's on this list compared to other pro sports leagues is the work that MLB is doing to capture younger generations. You're hearing me talk a lot about generational differences and that's, that's really, you know, one of the key drivers of fastest growing brands. One of the things we like to look at the most again, because younger consumers tend to define the trends and then they trickle upwards towards older consumers. MLB has a, a demographic problem, right? They have a lot of older fans, Um, And they're looking at a possible situation where 10, 20, 30 years down the line, you know, they're going to be looking at a shrinking fan base just because of their demographic differences. So I think that league has done a really good job of trying to embrace Gen Z a little bit more. You see more of a presence on TikTok. You see more of kind of a gamification of a lot of their broadcasts. Um, If you watch any of the games, you'll see, and I know this is such a small thing, you'll see more um, overlays and more uh, stats kind of popping up on the screen, almost resembling a video game a little bit more. Those are really intentional choices uh, that MLB is making and broadcasters are making to capture um, a younger audience. So I think that's one of the reasons that we're seeing it pop up. And also, and I don't know if this would have an effect because I don't know that baseball would be the only one the last couple of years, we've just seen an explosion of sports gambling, advertising, and the sports sports that used to stutter when somebody would mention it on a broadcast to please come in and the betting slips are right here. Like it's it's a completely different world. Could that have be having any kind of an impact that people getting in on the action? Absolutely. I will say that a lot of the sports gambling fanatics do tend to ebb a little bit younger. I would expect to see, you know, leagues like NBA and NFL seeing more of a a bump because of sports gambling's rising popularity. Um, But I think it's I think it would be unfair to kind of dismiss that entirely um, for why we're seeing it on this this general list. So looking overall, we talked overall, I should say, and then you guys break it down by generation. You've got Gen Z, millennials, Gen Xers, baby boomers, uh, and you look across it, it's really fascinating. A lot of the names are the same or the ideas are the same, but you're seeing different things rise to the top with different generations. You know, what what jumps out at you when you kind of start looking at the cross tabs as to what is really hitting with each group? I think one of the common threads, again, to, I, there's no way I can emphasize this even more, is the cost-cutting alternatives that we're seeing. So number one is for Gen Z is Roku. Roku is a really good example of a streaming platform that's a little bit more cost-conscious and is attracting um, those more frugal or cost-conscious consumers. Um, it has a lower price product, um, and it also has an ad-supported uh, streaming platform. 
Uh, so again, cheaper than an Apple TV, if you will, um, cheaper than an HBO subscription. So Roku is able to capture those younger adults who don't have as much money um, as the older consumers. Um, DiGiorno on millennials list is another good example of people trading out um, a more expensive item for a cheaper one. Uh, especially millennials who have been have very low financial well-being, something that we track at Morning Consult throughout the year. Uh, swapping in a frozen product for a delivery or takeout product is a really easy thing for consumers to do. Um, and one of the things that we noticed throughout the year is we're seeing a decline in delivery and takeout orders as we're seeing kind of that DiGiorno purchasing consideration rise. So, and you see that kind of throughout the list. We have Breeze Airways showing up on Gen Z's list. Breeze Airways is a, a lower cost uh, travel company, uh, really competitor of JetBlue um, and Spirit and others. Uh, again, a cheaper alternative for consumers that are maybe looking not to spend too much um, in 2022. So as you, as companies digest this information, what do you think the message is to them that it's not just talk it's not just people saying times are tough the the actions are meeting the words and you should really take heed of that i think so you know if if a brand made this list this year they're always very lucky to make the fastest growing brands list it shows your top of mind for purchasing consideration but if you made the list this year it's a huge win average purchasing consideration dropped People weren't spending. People weren't thinking about spending. If you survived this year as a consumer-facing brand, kudos to you, um, because consumers really were spending less and you know afraid of their financial situation. Looking into next year, um, you know, hopefully we're looking at a very shallow um, recession, if it one at all. Um, so hopefully we're seeing purchasing consideration um, reverse, um, and we're seeing consumers open their wallets a little bit more. And to that point, as you know, kind of looking ahead, and let's assume that inflation gets a little better. Could we see a, you know, we saw such a bounce back after the height of the pandemic as far as pent up people, pent up spending. Could we see a little bit of, you know, we weren't seeing car brands on this and, and we a lot of the brands are things people throttling down to. Do you think it's possible next year, barring anything completely out of the ordinary that we could see a little bit of uh hey, you know what I'm going to treat myself and all of a sudden some some brands rally back I would expect a little bit slower of a recovery really? you know the reason that we saw all that spending kind of happen within covid is because we had this huge uh you know earth-shattering moments that really changed a lot of our behaviors um, I think this year has been tough and it's going to be really hard for consumers to bounce back even when inflation drops. They will, of course, but I don't think it'll be as dramatic um, kind of as you were outlining. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon and we'll have another episode out soon. 